This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Huntworth. Huntworth bringing you quality hunting clothing and packs at a price you deserve. Check them out at HuntworthGear.com. Um, going to be a short intro today. I know um, you're happy about that. Kind of go through everything in the episode. Um, other than, you know, if you haven't checked out the new Spartan Forge app, uh, the the Lambda feature is ridiculous. Um, Greg Litzinger, go check out his Instagram page, uh, Fiend. He just posted some pictures. He was scrolling through. And so on the UAV, um, that, so they have some UAV layers now, um, and it he you can see deer walking in a field. I mean that's how good the imagery is uh, where that's updated, and that's kind of around big cities and maybe some of the East Coast Midwest stuff. But still, um, their imagery I've been saying it for quite some time. Spartan Forge imagery is amazing. Uh, you can check them out at spartanforge.ai, and uh, you can use code bowhunter to save 25% there. Um, just great stuff coming out of there, and they've still got uh, a few more things up their sleeve that's that's coming up. Um, but, you know, we talk about the adjustable red dot. Uh, we talk about a little bit of the Huntworth gear. Um, with Lucky Buck, we talk about that. I'm getting ready to put out some of their perfect perennial seed um, this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but as we go into the weekend, um, you know, this isn't uh, thank a veterans weekend. This is for uh, the people who've passed on that have lost their lives. It's for remembering those guys. Um, so think about that as you're, you know, it, it's a it's a weekend for remembering as you're cooking out and, and, and kind of getting all your stuff done. Um so don't come up to veterans and say, you know, thank you for your service or whatever, um, because it can be a hard time, uh, you know, grieving for uh, some of the guys that, uh, you know, didn't make it back. So 
Uh, just keep that in mind this holiday weekend. Everybody get out, do some stuff, um, you know, hug your friends, tell everybody, you know, you love them one more time, and um, get out there and have fun. Uh, but as always, thanks for listening. Um, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. You know, we're giving away great stuff from Spartan Forge, from uh, Redline, from, uh, you know, we got that gearhead bow we're giving away. I mean, just tons of stuff. Um, that we're giving away, and we can't thank you guys enough. Um, next week's episode, we're going to get together with a couple of the patrons who we did go on a turkey hunt with. Um, they uh, came up to Michigan and made it to, made their way over to to, to kind of hang out with me, and that's going to be super cool. Um, looking forward to that episode. Uh, this one is just kind of we got John back uh, to talk through our turkey hunts, through our uh, total archery challenge prep, and. Um, kind of a fun one you guys are really going to enjoy it as always thanks for listening enjoy the show all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the bow hunter chronicles podcast brought to you by huntworth huntworth brings you quality clothing and packs at a price you deserve check them out at huntworth.com we're going to kind of do this all in one take because we're going to talk some gear we're going to talk turkey hunting um kind of uh, a catch-up. Tried to get Frank, but he's been fishing and uh, doing a lot of stuff. We'll get into that a little bit later here in the podcast, but I have this gas. He's like rare as hen's teeth. Uh, Mr. Mr. Working Man, house seller, just just because. Uh, no reason just out of the, to make my life difficult. He's like, you know what? I think I'm going to sell my house tomorrow. Like, boom, sold, gone. Uh, Mr. John Borsma. So, What's hey, happening? <laughs> how's it going? It's been a long time. No kidding. The listeners are like, "Who's? We don't want to hear that guy." I was glad he was gone. <laughs> so we've. I mean, when I was talking about like getting into gear, so I want to go through like you know talk through like our turkey hunts, talk through a little bit of the gear that we've got that we've switched up, things that we've tried, um, things we're going to be using for the year, um, and. Uh, just kind of uh, go at it from that point because there's been some, I mean, at least for J- on John's side, um, some huge changes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so I don't know. I, so I haven't heard your your turkey hunting story. I, when I went to Florida, you know, I just got this like little video and a bunch of curse words and uh, <laughs> all sorts of things. So, um, yeah. So, I, but we haven't talked about my turkey either. So, same spot. Um, my turkey hunt was, I don't know, same place where John killed his bird, uh, same place where Frank killed his bird, where I missed with the longbow. Um, I don't know. I missed one last year there too. Yeah. And it, it, it just, I mean, between having the cell camera there and like those birds are not messed with, well, the one that Frank shot was somebody else shot it with a bow. Um, but they're not messed with, and especially for the first season, I mean, it it seems like kind of cheap. Well, um, it, we know they roost, right? I mean, th- that's their roosting spot every, I mean, year after year. And so, like, I, we, I, I'm going to do a podcast with the guys that came over, um, TJ and uh, Eric, TJ from the Patreons and, and Tim Clark. They came to Michigan. Um, TJ's from Ohio. Eric's from New York. They came here and... Um, they got on birds at, at, 
at Tim's and then they got on, I got them on some birds here and they're like, Oh my God, there's turkeys everywhere. And like, I think maybe now they kind of get an idea of like, when I say like, I'm not a very good turkey hunter or it's just, there's a lot of birds and it's not, I don't know. It's not that difficult. And I'm not looking for like, I've been hunting this triple bearded turkey (laughs) for three years, you know, and all the stuff. It's just like, you know, turkeys do turkey shit and you go where turkeys go and you know you can figure them out even when they're not gobbling and um but in this case you know so it was opening morning frank and i go in there and frank says uh you know i'm not gonna call i'm just gonna run the camera and i'll tell you this you know he did okay uh but he's way better at at calling than he is (laughs) at cameraman (laughs) um but it would have been wasted um we went in there and we got set up and we were in there maybe an hour before daylight and um, all of a sudden we uh, a crow came through or something and then they gobbled and they were right on top of us. And I was looking in the trees trying to see them because you could, like John said, I mean, you kind of got to walk under them to get where we set up. And um, I had the, a blind already set up there and they gobbled and uh, they I think they gobbled twice. And then it got pretty light out and Frank t- looks at me and he says, well, you probably ought to let them know we're here. And my, I mean, my decoy set up and I, I want, want to hear from your side of it because I don't know how far away your decoys were, but my decoys were seven steps away. So yeah, mine were about the same. So I just, I hit the, I just, and he's like, they're on the ground. They're on the ground. You know, <laughs> I mean, he was, he was pumped. And, uh, so we waited like 10 minutes and uh, he's like, uh, and, and they were gobbling and he's like, they're on the ground. You probably ought to give them something. So I go, yeah, yeah. And that's when I, you know, he's already running the camera. I think, no, not at that point. He turned the camera on after this. And uh, I mean, a, a, a hen comes sailing through the decoys. He's like, he's like, they're flying in. Stop calling. So we, you know, I stopped calling and then that hen just kind of, she didn't stick around in front of the decoy. She circled around behind the tent and she was just, you know, doing some yelping. And um, then he's like, here comes another one. And that one looked like it was coming like right in the blind. That's the one I posted on Instagram and on TikTok. And, you know, I mean, that one, that one landed maybe 10 steps in front of us and hung around. And then all of a sudden out of, and those deer came through or the, not the deer, the, the turkeys came through the cattails, like where it was water. And I would have thought, there's no way, you know, they're going to stick to the high ground. Nope. They came right up out of the cattails through this. And it was wet because I had to chase the turkey through there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was, there was some water. Um, but then they, I mean, they came right up this little rise. And the first time that came in, he was probably 30 yards away. And as soon as he saw that deflated half strut three-quarter strut jake um he he did like the side step like full strut like and he just kind of sidestepped over there and you can hear him like drumming and uh kind of like what did frank call it like that fighting purr or something Mm -hmm. and uh he went over there and frank saying just wait you know let him let him turn let him turn he he turned his head so his head was facing away from me and i could see his fan you know he was like quartered hard away from me i drew back and 
I don't know for, for John, um, you know, for me, I, I held back for an eternity. <laughs> um, and I, and I shot this Turkey and I put it right, like right at the back of his wing, butt, which I thought was, you know, I, I mean, I took the time. I didn't just put it on black and cause he was filled. I mean, it was the same story. I mean, when turkeys are that close, they fill up your whole pe- your whole site housing, you know? So I looked and found, you know, that I was at the top of like the point of the football of the, you know, brown or gold or whatever, just to the back of that and shot. And that turkey, I mean, we need to, it's too bad that you can't post like kills or things like that on TikTok. Um, oh, man. Because we, we watched the video back and that turkey's flopping around and then he just goes over and like his wing is up and it goes down and I mean, he looks like he's in the moment, you know, not knowing what you knew. But back to the video, like yeah. when you were showing me the video, I was, Frank and I were like narrating it and that was the funniest shit ever. I mean, so once again, Adam shoots through the, through the turkey and then smokes the decoy. Well, this time the the arrow stays in the decoy and it's still in the bird and the bird like does this flip and the decoy comes off the post and it's like following him and he's flipping around <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, get off me. Get off me. He's getting me. He's getting, he's whipping my ass. Like, oh, 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 right. oh. And then he like does this big turn and the decoy just goes flying off and out of the picture. Like, <laughs> it was, uh, we'll have to post that. We'll have to you yeah. know, get well, it on the YouTube. We'll put it on YouTube like a short or something. Holy with shit. The, um, but like with John's commentary like after we watched it back and like we watched it frame by frame and john's like, oh 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 shit oh 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 it's hilarious but so that other turkey the, there was another tom there and he just hung right with him and and frank's like he's gonna come over and and whip that turkey's ass and then all of a sudden like two minutes later that turkey got up and ran away and like flopped over on this other wood pile. Like, fuck and now there's turkeys all over and um uh, the one you shot. The one I shot. Yeah, he got up. and uh, That's another part of the video. I'm like, man, I wish. So, Frank is videoing. Adam, he's like, well, back to when that bird, the other bird that was sticking around. You guys are filming that one. You don't show, you don't see Adam's bird get up and take off. Well, then it's like, go get him. And you see Adam then go running off in the woods and then off to the left side of the frame where these cattails are, all of a sudden you see a bird go running across that opening and then it cuts off. But I'm like two seconds later, Adam would have been running across. That would have been the best video. Like all of a sudden you see a bird then you see Adam cutting across. Yeah. And I mean, I think Frank says it on the video, but it's like, like for all intents and purposes, like I shot that Turkey right where I wanted to. That's, that was a shot I wanted to make. And in reality, I was using, um, a sever 1.75 and it went like, if you were to shoot a deer, it was like in the dead zone, like right up above everything. And I think if we would have just let that Turkey be, it would have just died right there. It was just a bad deal. And you hate to see that. And I, I completely understand guys like, um, like talking with TJ Jordan and he's like, he loves turkeys and turkey hunting so much that that's why he doesn't shoot him with a bow because he doesn't want to see him 
suffer or like he wants him to just be dead like just like that like right away and i'm i mean i completely understand this so i'm not i'm not like glorifying this whole scenario but it's just really what happened so get to the second shot <laughs> yeah so i ran over and i had to shoot him again and he didn't even go anywhere but and, also <laughs> yeah that's that's for another time um yeah he, i think i could have just walked up on him and grabbed him i think he was about dead at that point but so that was my first turkey with a bow and then like i said after we did the autopsy we saw like what happened and it's almost like when they're strutted out like that and what it, what it looks like, it it's like you almost have to shoot them like in the guts or just shoot for like middle of the bird, like back and low. Right. And I, I don't know it like, well, I mean, you don't, I mean like when we're shooting 3d and the, the freaking 10, 10 ring is tiny and it's in a certain spot. That's, that's for real. Like, because even the bird I killed two years ago, I mean, yeah, he was dying. I cut him, I hit, shot him in the neck and he was bleeding out, but he was still, it was going to take a minute. My second shot looked like it was a money shot, just like yours. But when, when I gutted him out, it was basically just a breast shot. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. and that was with one of them, uh, the shred heads from dirt nap. Mm -hmm. And you know, that arrow, that one, if it, that would have been the only shot that wouldn't have killed him right away. Like he wasn't flying anywhere because it went right through his, you know, the breastplate, but it was like no vitals. Yeah. And I think this one broke that turkey's wing because he, he was not flying. Um, he was, he was fast though, still fast. Yeah. It might've um, been the decoy <laughs> broke his wing when he was chasing him. Um, but yeah, that bird was like, what, just over like 20 and a half pounds or something like that. Um, and like a nine and three quarter inch beard or something. Little spur. I've never killed a bird with spurs. I've never even seen anybody like around here kill one with big spurs. That one I killed was 25 pounds with a 10 inch beard. And it was only like seven eighths, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe an inch. Yeah. So I don't know that if I were going to shoot like a turkey, then I was like, that I'd be like pumped about. It would be a turkey with big spurs. And you know that that world record turkey that Frank missed at my brother's house there, that one you can see on the video that that's got some big right. Um But yeah, so what, so you'd been turkey hunting like quite a bit on and off. So, I mean, tell like what's going on in your life. That's keeping well, all your, taking so, all your time. Well, I'm just working, but then out of the blue, we had a realtor come look at our house. Well, so I talked to Adam and I went and looked at, like a flip house or an investment house, which turned out to be just garbage. But in the meantime, I was talking to the realtor. I'm like, hey, you know, we're kind of kicking around the idea of selling our house, but I got to do a lot of work to it. I ripped the deck off back during COVID and the wife wanted this fancy patio. I'm like, wow, we're going to wait. And then, uh, so I'm like, I'm going to build a new deck. I'm going to finish the bathroom downstairs. So that way it's three bathrooms, four bedrooms. And, uh, she come up and looked at it. She's like, well, I think I have a buyer looking for a house just like this. And I think they'll take it without any of the stuff, you know, that you're going to do and for more money than what you were thinking. Like, hmm. And so then she called back like a couple of days later and she's like, yeah, they want to come look at it. So they come and look at it and they're like, yeah, we want it. And so 
that was, I mean, just like bam, bam, bam. Now the house, we're closing on the second and we got to be out. We're like, we need some extra time. So they gave us 20 days. So we're going to be homeless living in an apartment. (laughs) Be homeless in 22 days or in June 22nd. I mean, so like, holy shit. So in the meantime, we're buying some other property and then we're doing a split on it. And so we're waiting for the survey to get back and then all the paperwork for that. We still don't even have a house plan picked out. So you don't even, I mean, you got to do something with all your stuff. Yeah. So we got a pod in the driveway. I got a store and lock and both of those are pretty much already full and I haven't even packed anything yet. Like <laughs> my whole garage is still full of shit. Like the whole, my bow shop. I'm like, I don't know what, I'm like, well, maybe we can just move it into Adam's basement, you know, but. But that's the, I mean, so when I say like John's off doing this stuff, it's like, I, like to try to get a hold of him is like, he's like. I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. He's still doing dad stuff with baseball. And- yeah. So Jet senior year, and you know I'm like I'm gonna go to every game I can. So like he's got games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. So I'm like I'm like holy crap! Like I mean I've been working seven days a week. I worked last night till twelve thirty. You know trying to get this other job done, and I'm like holy shit! So. I I got the turkey hunt one day. Um, I actually talked my wife into coming filming. Like she's like she don't hunt. She don't like seeing shit get killed or anything. But she's like, oh, I'm like you know what? It'll just be a nice morning. You can hear all the bird, the sun come up, and all the animals. And we got down there, and you know there were deer and everything. And the shoot, all the birds were up in the roost, and we could just see them flying down. And the one big one was up gobbling, strutting. So before, like so. That's a crazy dynamic. Like I said, I haven't heard any of this. So, like, what was her, like, I guess, what was her, like, thought thoughts on, I mean, I, I know, but, like, for, the like, the listener, like, her thoughts on hunting and the whole experience of it, like, before that and then, like, after. So, I mean, she was just, like, she's, she, obviously, she don't even eat, like, wild game. She definitely don't eat venison, you know, anything like that. But... Um, you know, she doesn't, she's not against hunting, but I mean, when you like go like, like your, I I think of your story, like with that big buck that this past year, right. And you're like, well, I'm going to get down because I got to go, I got (laughs) to do all this stuff. And you know, so is she like, I can't believe you're going out. Like, what are you doing? Just sitting in the tree freezing or like from that perspective like to to understand the non hunting parts of it. So, yeah, that was so nice. Like, uh, you know, like I said, we've seen deer and all the other animals and, you know, just being out there as the sun come up and everything. She's like, yeah, she, it, it did kind of change her perspective on it a little bit. So, yeah, if, if anyone's out there and their wives are like, can't understand why you just go sit in the woods and, you know, like get them out and just take them out, do a morning hunt or just do a morning scout or something. Just go sit and maybe they'll they'll like it. I mean, it'll, it'll change their point of view, but yeah, she definitely, she's like, yeah, I'll go again. You know, you know, especially with the turkeys, you know, if I, she definitely wouldn't go on a deer hunt because every time she sees a deer, she thinks of her dogs. So, you know, it's like, I just, how could you kill a, you know, a pretty little deer? It looks like Wilbur, our, our lab, you know, like, well, they eat good, you know, (laughs) 
I don't know about labs, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> you ask the Koreans or something. But, uh, but, uh, so there goes our Korean. No, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking them. Heck, I mean, but so we get out there, we get all set up again. They're like, like you guys did about an hour before daylight, drinking our coffee. And then, uh, the birds got down and they're, I mean, they were flying down every which way. And then all of a sudden, a uh, couple hens walked through and then it was five jakes. I'm like, man. And they come right in and they're the, we actually have some really good footage. Like the first Jake come in and he got right on the edge of that little opening where the two track is, where the other blind comes out. And he sat there and he was like, I don't know if he was humping the ground, what the hell he was doing, but he's over there and he's laying down and he's doing all this crazy shit. And then all of a sudden these other four Jakes come in and they like, they start like whooping his ass and they're like, all of a sudden they take off. And then all of a sudden they all come back and then they start coming in. I'm like, well, I really don't want to shoot a Jake, but. I told him, like, well, just get ready. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll shoot one. They come in, they start dinking around. And, and what's he, what, what bow are you shooting? Like, what's the setup, you know, for, for so, like what's going on? So, this, the setup this year was uh, the bear Alaskan uh, put on, I mean, I think it's got the red line uh, sight. That's, that's the dovetail, the red line RL2 dovetail, yeah. Yep. And then the rest. Which I wasn't real. I'm not going to knock it because it'd be a great rest for like spot and stock because the uh, it locks it into place and so the arrow can't fall out. It's that Schaefer XV, I think. The only problem with it because so I shoot four fletch all the time or six fletch, especially for my turkey arrows when I'm trying to shoot like the Magnus bullheads with the big, you know, it's basically like a propeller on the front. You got to have a lot of resistance. So I shoot my turkey arrows normally have four four inch fusions, six fletch. And that just helps the steering of it. And plus I mean we're turning this, the bow is a sixty pound bow. I end up having to turn it down to about fifty pounds. And I was having a hell of a time trying to get those arrows just to fly straight with three veins because you have to shoot three veins with that rest and it's got to be cock fletched down. Because of the way the V is on it. Once it opens up, it's a V. So, cock fletch down. The other two are up. We tried the um, the zingers. And they were hitting. I tried my... I mean, once those hit, I was like, you know... So, I stripped off my three turkey arrows. Well, I stripped them off first. Because I knew that the big fusions weren't going to fly at all. Tried the zingers. They didn't fit. So, then I just went to three of the fusions. And I got them to fly decent, like 10 yards. But then I walked back to 15 and I was shooting. So I took an old pillow, put it in a, a, a old sweatshirt. And then I hung that up on a tree. So it looked like someone kind of like putting their hands out. And I put a center mark right in the center of the chest. And I, at 10 yards, at first I was hitting kind of high right, high right. So I'm adjusting everything. And I start hitting the spot 10 yards. So I go back to 15 and I shot and I actually shot and cut the armpit off. Like in the arrow went out into the woods. I'm like, man, five yard difference. And the arrow drifted up that much. I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to try to tune this. I already, I did do some, 
uh, it's got the split yoke system. So I was putting a few twists in the right side and just trying to alleviate that. And it just, I couldn't, you know, you got to have steering, steering. So, and at, at the, at first I had it like 55 pounds and I turned it all the way down to 50 and actually it was like 49. And so that kind of helped it a little bit. And so, but it was still kind of going up and right, but it was still within, you know, kill. So I'm like, all right, that's good enough. The other thing is with that, that bear, the brace site's kind of short. I mean, it's, it might be a six inch brace site, but we got a four inch fusion vein. And then I have, you know, it's like an inch or so that I have from the knock for clearance on my face. And the rest sits behind the, the rest sits back button. behind the burger button, you know, it's back behind the riser. So that ended up like when it clamped down, it was clamping onto those veins. So I was like, well, it was kind of hard to like get in there and then it's like pinching on it. I'm like, well, but that's the whole point of the rest. So we're, you know, we're going to use it like that. So that the birds come back in and I'm like, well, and they're messing around by the decoy and they're sitting there. And the, the decoy's at seven. Yeah, seven paces. So then they start walking off. Then they kind of come back. And then I, so I told them, I'm like, all right. When they come back in, I was, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shoot one. So she's on them. She's doing a good job. She did a great job videoing. And uh, they start to walk back out because I'm like, I'm not, I didn't have any gloves or anything with me. So. I'm like, and the, the tent we're using has the open windows or screen windows. So you can really see through it. Well, I'm like, well, I'm not going to try drawing back when there's five Jake's sitting right there at seven steps. So like three of them walked out and then two were kind of mingling, like hanging back. Then they walked off. And I'm like, eh. then the one turned back and then turned around. I'm like, all right. So I drew back. I'm like, are you ready? She's like, yep. So and you can hear it right in, like, I'm holding on him, like right on his head. And you can hear my release click. And shot goes off. I mean, I was right. I mean, I wasn't nervous or anything. I'm like, it's just a dumb Jake. Like, I really didn't want to kill him. And, uh, but I knew my season, like, with all the stuff coming up, like, well, this might just be my only chance, you know meat in the freezer that Jake's going to eat good, you know, good, if not better than a Tom. So, and that arrow comes off and I can like, it's going right towards his head. And all of a sudden it's like, Poof! and I see, I swear I seen like shit fly off his head, but he just kind of turns from like, everyone's like, what the hell's going on? And he just stops over there and he's like, I'm like, what the hell? And so I'm like, I can't believe I didn't just kill that bird. Like his head should have just flew off. Like it hit him like right in the top of the head. So like they, they dink around and they, they walk off. And then about 20 minutes later, all of a sudden they come back in from the other side. They come back in, but now they're like a little gun shy. Like, yeah, that, that guy is bad news. We heard, we heard about him. So they just held off and then they didn't, they didn't come back. And I wasn't going to shoot at that point. I'm like, I'm just going to go back home and, redo these arrows or something. I think I even dropped an F bomb in there in the video. You can hear me like fucking arrow. But, uh, 
So we get back and I play the footage back and you can see like frame by frame, the arrows going down. You can see my green fletch coming down out of the tent and it hits the bird and then the arrow deflects and comes up. I'm like, I hit that bird. I don't know if it broke the... So one thing was last year you must have shot all those heads because they were all like kind of bent. I think I shot, I shot the one at the bird, and I shot one as practice. But the third one I didn't shoot. Well, I didn't mark them. <laughs> so they were all kind of bent. And then when I was trying, like, they're only good for a couple shots. Even in a, I mean, you got to have the target hanging so it's kind of like can swing back and forth, and it's got to be soft. I mean, this is a pillow with a just a a sweatshirt on it. And after about three, four shots, the, they're bent and then they're breaking. And they have a, like, you just send them a text or email and they'll send you new blades. But it's just a pain. And so, I was down to, like, I'm digging through my box for old blades and shit. And so, I don't know. And when, when I found it, of course, it went off and into the bushes and stuff. But there was only one blade left on that head. Hmm. So, I don't know if it broke off when it hit them and... Or they were just dull. Like, I used the best head that I had. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it, it hit him. And I don't like, he, and you think, like, cause when you texted me, you're like, I think the shaft hit him. Like, it ended up like right in the V or something. Yeah, like I'm something. like, either, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, how the hell did it miss? Like, did one of those blades miss it? Like, if it, you know, the pie shape of, you know, the three blade, like, did it, there's no way. I mean, what are the odds of that? But it hit him in the head. Like, the arrow shaft hit him in the head. Like, it, I mean, there's no doubt. The, the what do they call it? The archer's paradox or whatever. It, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it could have been, you know. <laughs> like. But, so I went home and I watched the video and I'm like, all right. Well, before you left for Florida, I grabbed the flu-flu arrows. Mm -hmm. So, I took one of those. And I'm like, I got to figure something out so that it works with this rest. So, and those are, those were like really, those were like five inch I had made for your long bow. So, I put that in the bow and I marked like a quarter inch behind the rest. And then I went and trimmed all those flu-flu uh, feathers off. And then I kind of shaved them down a little bit. And I got those shooting pretty good out of that. I mean, better than what the other ones. There's just some more resistance there. So, but I have, I went out, I did go out and I sat behind, like at the property that we're getting ready to buy. I sat, I, the tent's been sitting there and I see the birds there every morning. They cross at like 830, 9 o'clock. And then uh, they come back through there in the evening. So I went out there and sat one evening for like two hours. But they didn't come back through, so no, just haven't been. No, just too much, too much shit going on. To well, turkey hunt. Well, Frank went out with me, and then I told him, I said, you know, I, I'm not sure that that last season is going to be good for you. You know, like it didn't start until you know May. It was it was like May second or third or something this year, I think. But um. When's the season? I don't know. It doesn't go into June this year, so it's it's 
it's either the the this Memorial Day weekend or you know right up until June first. But um, but anyway, like so we went to Florida for eleven days or something in like two two eight up two weekends in May, like the first weekend and the second weekend, and then this weekend they were over walleye fishing, and then he had his buddy from uh, Ohio where where they hunt down there come up here and they ended up killing two birds. Um, you know, Frank called, uh, but he hunted that weekend for him and they ended up killing two birds. So, but he, I don't think he's went out. And the one day he got his, he got his bow set up. He's got that adjustable red dye. He went down and got that set up and he was shooting with that. And we charged up all the cameras and he said, I fished last night. I, I, I he's been doing a lot of walleye fishing. So, yeah. So the one night, well, like the one night, um, I had talked to Frank. I'm like, Hey, I said, uh, and like we were, I was supposed to go to down to Gatlinburg and I told my wife, I'm like, listen, I, I'm just too busy. I can't, you know, with all the stuff, but we just sold the house. I got to get this job done and I can start doing stuff around the house. So I'm, I'm, you go ahead on the trip. I'm just going to stay home. So I'm like, well, at least freeze up one of the mornings too. You know, like maybe I can go turkey hunt. So I told Frank, like, hey, Thursday morning, because they left on a Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, hey, if you know, I can sneak out for a couple hours Thursday morning. I was at a point in the job where I could like, I didn't have to be there first thing. He's like, all right. I'm like, the birds are crossing right. At, you know, we can go sit at my property, and uh. I know they're going to come through there. So then it's like, all right, well, I'll get a hold of you. I'll get a hold of you later. So I, I get done working and get a hold of him. And he's like, well, let's just go fishing tonight. Like, <laughs> all right. We, I mean, walleye fishing, you know, this time of year, it's my favorite thing to do too. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, but if it's slow, we're just going to call it like, you know, but Frank and I are both the same. Like once we get out there, it's like, it's hard to not just catch a fish. And we I'm like, all right, I'll be at your house at 10 o'clock. So get to his house at 10. We get out there. We troll all the way out and through the spots. I don't normally fish, but then we get to where I like to fish and bam, I catch a fish right out the bat. I'm like, all right, sweet. This is going to be good turn around, do a couple more passes. We hit Frank had a hit, you know, and, but it was just enough to like, keep us, keep us going. And then we tried, we went over to another spot and we cut, then finally like Frank got one and there was another one on and like, finally I'm like, dude, we gotta, we gotta get going. I'm like, we'll just troll our way back. And so we start trolling our way back and bam, I catch another fish. I'm like, oh, I'll just do a couple more passes right here. <laughs> and I finally, I'm like, all right, we got to go. I'm like, so we're just going to troll. We'll, we're going to troll halfway down. And then Frank's like, oh, all right. Like, like he is all hurt. Like, let's just troll the whole way. So I didn't have a heart to tell him to, to stop the troll. But at this point, I'm, I'm the one steering the boat because Frank likes me to steer the boat. And it's the old, I mean, we're just in Frank's little 16 foot V bottom, old school Minkota. It doesn't have autopilot or anything like that. So it's like, and 
it's the power drive. So I like the old power drives like that. I don't use the foot pedal as a foot pedal. I I use it. I just put it on my leg and I use it. It's way easier to do it by hand, you know. But by this point, I'm like falling asleep. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, hey, uh, you're in eight foot of water. I'm like, oh, shit. Because like, he's like, you know, I'm in the front driving <laughs> and he's in the back on the other side of me. Looking at the freaking graph, and then all of a sudden, hey, you're in 25 foot of water. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) But we trolled all the way through, and finally, shit. I get home, it was 5.30 in the morning. And then my wife had texted me. She's like, hey, uh, the the, um, appraiser's coming tomorrow morning. I go, what time? Between 9 and 12. So you need to do this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) So I get home like, well, I'm still awake, so I might as well do some of the shit now because if I go and sleep for a couple hours, I'm definitely not going to want to get up and do some shit. So I take care of some stuff. I lay down, and it's it's after 6 at this point. I set my alarm for 8 o'clock, and she calls me at 7.30. Like, she's like, oh, you up? I'm like, I am now. What time did you get home? I don't know. It was kind of late. I don't want to tell her. <laughs> I just went to fucking bed. <laughs> and so she's like, make sure you do this and this and this. I'm like, all right. I get it all, I got it all done. I'm like, what time are they going to be here? Look, between nine and noon. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I, I hang out till like 10 o'clock. I'm like, all right, well, I got at least got to go do some shit. And I'm in the middle of the tile job. And so I get over and I'm like, well, I can do some prep work, but I don't want to go and mix up some mud and start throwing up some tile. And then in the middle, be like, hey, they're here because my dogs are there. Like, so I just happened to look on the our security system because it was like 12 o'clock. I'm like, what the hell? I look at, and as, as they're pulling it. So I'm like, I go over, meet them. And they're like, yeah, the dog got out of the garage or he's, you know. Too bad you don't have a video of that because that's some funny shit, you know. <laughs> but so, so you're the reason that Frank didn't get to hunt that day. Well, no, <laughs> Frank is the one who said, "Hey, let's go fishing." <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I mean, you got a lot of baseball this week. You gonna try and get out one more time, or you just over it? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Thinking about it. I can't do it. I got a meeting in the morning, and then, yeah, I won't be able to do it tomorrow. Possibly Wednesday morning. I'm going to see are, what's... Are what, you working Thursday? I'm off on Friday. You're off Friday. So, I might be able to swing it Friday. I can change my schedule around for Friday morning, but, you know, it can't be like an all day or thing, but... Yeah. Yeah, it don't matter. But I... um. I may, my, my brother still hasn't killed <laughs> my brother. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He was out with a, with a recurve. He's got that Jaguar and, uh, he's like, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was out with the, with the recurve trying to shoot a turkey. I'm like, geez, man. Well, he texted me the other day. He's like, Hey, I'm in the market for a new bow. You ain't used ones. <laughs> They're like, what's a good one? I'm like, Hey, I just got rid of my revolt X, which would have, which is a perfect bow. I'm like. I really would have liked to hold on to that because it's such a good shooting bow. But I, and I, but I told him like the revolt 
XL is supposed to be even better. And it's a longer draw. Your brother's got a longer draw than I do. I mean, so I said, but I, you know, I still have NTN, which is a good shooting bow, but it was a pain in the ass to tune. Once I got it tuned and changed the rest, I, that's what I hunted with last year. I mean, it ended up shooting great, but. So what do you, you're going to shoot the bear Alaskan this year or what do you, what do you No, So, so we got rid of the bow tech and then all of a sudden Adam, the awesome guy that he is, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what's, uh, you know, what's going on with bows, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he's like, hold on, let me make some calls. And then like the next day, I think it was like, yeah, I'm dropping off a, a V3X 33 at your house. Like sweet, you know? So I, I, I've been shooting it finally. I mean, I set it up, but I put like the old um, AE rest on it. And the problem is like the riser is so wide. So I had to take the guard off or the, the full capture. HHA. No, the HHA wouldn't fit on it. Okay. Okay. I didn't have the extension for the HHA. So I'm like, I just put the, uh, well, I put the, the AE, the knock, the elevate. Okay. And, uh, so I had to take the capture off. Well, it just ended up blowing the whale tail apart. Because I was just, you know, I just wanted to get it. I just wanted to shoot the thing, you know? So what I did was I was looking, I'm like, well, maybe the, you know, the QAD, you know, with the integrate and all that, the Matthews version is made yeah, for Yeah, $300 fucking rest. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's 289 And, uh, but I'm like, I've always wanted to shoot the Hamski. But the thing, the one thing about the Hamski, they're, they're built like a freaking tank. They're huge. Like the, the whole thing, like, I'm like, man, that's kind of been one of the, things hold me back from it is just there's they're so big and bulky well they just come out with the new epsilon and they come out with the epsilon which it's like a dovetail mount but it's got a little separate little bracket and they they have a bracket made just for the matthews so it's got like a beveled mount and it just one single screw hole and it just it's super low profile so it kind of matches the whole theme of you know the low profile riser and, but that one's still, you know, 260 bucks, you know, but so I got, I ordered that came in and I threw that on there, I think Wednesday. And I love that rest. It's probably not, I mean, it's got the micro tune clicks and stuff. It's probably not as precision as like the QADs, you know, the, the integrate that super precision, you know, like you would loosen up just a little bit. And the clicks are just like precise. The hamski loosen up a little bit, and then it's on the dovetail, so it kind. Of, I mean, it's still micro tune. It's got the clicks in it, but I mean, I threw it on there, and it, it already comes set up for like if you buy the one for the Matthews, it already comes set up for your left and right center, and then also you set the dovetail. Um, the slide and the bracket flush to each other. If you buy one and go to set up, you'll see what I'm talking about. 
And that's supposed to set a standard size arrow perfect through the burger hole. Uh, burger button hole. But I'm shooting the microtune, so I, or not micro, but the five millimeter axis. So I had to raise it up just a hair. And I think three shots through the paper, and I had bullet holes. But I'm down to like eight arrows that for, so for that setup, I'm using Eastern Axis 300s with 50 grain brass up front, 100 grain head. First I was, I was shooting them with the 175s at first, but I wanted to drop back down some weight so we'd have enough clearance because we're building these bows initially for tack and we want to be able to shoot out, you know, a hundred plus yards. So I dropped it down to a hundred grain field tip. That arrow, I think I only have like eight left, maybe seven, and they're all fletched up. Normally, I have every set of arrows. I usually have a bear shaft that's set up, and it's weighted and weighted for the veins that are shooting. I'll just take some black tape, put it on the scale until it's exact same, you know, grain. But I don't have any. I've like fletched all of them up or broken. I don't know what I did with it for that set. I got like six arrows i think somewhere in my backyard right now <laughs> what's funny is so <laughs> when i was shooting it what before i got the epsilon when i was shooting it with the knock-on rest i want i was shooting it flinging them from 100 but it wasn't tuned very well like they were like i was getting some bounce back on that rest and shit <laughs> i flung one over the bag and uh i'm up there and i got the leaf blower out and i got raking it was all soft it was like you know first thing this spring like i haven't been up there doing anything and uh i'm digging around i find one of my full metal jackets from like two years ago i was like hey what i didn't even know i lost this arrow maybe it was the one that i thought i went over the into the lake you know <laughs> but but yeah so i i ended up i did it was yesterday it was a little windy yesterday but i was at a point where i'm like listen i got like two hours so I told my wife, I was going to go hunting. Yeah, Sunday. I'm like, I was going to get up and go turkey hunting. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep in. I had breakfast with the wife. But I'm going to shoot my bow for a couple hours. This goes back to the whole, like, fishing or shooting your bow or hunting or whatever. He's like, I'm not going to go hunting. I'm going to shoot my bow. I'm going to tune it. I'm going to play with it. I'm going to take apart these strings. I'm going to wax them up real nice. Well, I'm going gonna, gonna, like, to... Like clean my shafts, you know. <laughs> well, I was like, <laughs> I was weighing like the the pros and cons. Like, I could go sit in a blind for a couple hours and possibly kill a turkey, which would be cool. Or I could get this bow set up and tune, and f- then it, that's off my mind and be ready for tack. And then now I can just focus on shooting it every night. Like, when I get home, I you know shoot a half dozen arrows. That don't take up any time, but tuning it and getting it set up. And having the confidence in the setup is, you know, that weighs on my mind. Like if I'm sitting there just shooting a bow just to shoot, but then it's, I'm like off a little here or there. I'm like, well, is it me or is it the bow? So I feel better if I can go and get the bow tuned up, get everything set and know, okay, the bow is set. So if I, it's off, it's me or wind, whatever. But so I did get it set up. I got my sight tape on. And I was, it was funny because I was 100, 109 yards is right to the edge of the blacktop from my driveway 
up to my target. I can't go any higher up the hill, you know, because there's houses over on the other side. So I'm actually, I'm like, I want to get the 111. So now I'm two Shoot, yards into the, shooting from the I'm, I'm fr- shooting dash from the, line. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in the blacktop, and you know, all of a sudden, and we're on kind of a there's a corner and then kind of a hill, and I can see down the road the other way, which you know, if cars are coming that way. But all of a sudden, I'm like in the middle of my shot process, fully, and all of a sudden, I hear a car coming from me. I'm like, oh shit, I got to hurry up, and let this one go. And they're like, and I so I shoot. And they go by real slow, and they're like, what the hell? I can just see the looks on their face. Like, what are you doing standing in the middle of the road, dude, shooting your bow? They said, we saw that black squirrel with the, <laughs> with the <laughs> earplug sticking out of his butt. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I went and shot. I, I set my tape. I was right. Like, my, I got 20, 30, and then 55 is my bottom pin. And... uh I went and shot, and I had a decent group. Like, when I f- figured out the yardage at 55, I had an okay group. And then the, my second round with it, I had three of the five arrows in the white dot at 55. So, I was like, okay, I'm shooting good. And I went, and I thought we could shoot out to, like, 100 at the club. But there's 80. there's no way. I was at the I was at the building. Shoot. Well, I thought on the crossbow target you could, but all the way to the propane, you'd have to be standing in the freaking road. No, it was, yeah. So we we did shoot on the crossbow uh, range up into the trees, but I think that was barely a hundred. No, when I was looking at it, it was like eighty nine or something like that. Well, I don't know if they moved it. Well, they put it on post now. It used to be back further towards. There was a berm there. Okay, they moved it up. And put it in, yeah. put so, some four by four posts. Yeah, so it's it was the same distance, so I didn't even mess with it. But I was shooting at figuring out like how far my tape was off, mm-hmm. like, and I was shooting at eighty six, and I, my up and down was good, but I was, or my, yeah, my up, my up, my left and right was good, my up and down was bad, and that was just me. Like not having the patience, like I I could tell, like you know, it's it's that like bit of target panic, like I draw back and it's below the target, you know, and I'm like like slowly lifting it up and getting it there, and then I let go and that one's under the target, and so I'm like I'm not gonna do that this time, you know. So then I'm like start above it and like whatever, and like so that's the mental game of that long distance because the hard part is is like that pin completely covers the whole freaking thing so it's like you're like to trust the float is like to trust seeing nothing you know and that's where i gotta like change my mind like at 55 it was like it was like okay and then when i shoot like i know we've talked about this a bunch of times and i was shooting the hinge and uh i shoot the hinge about six inches to the right and i don't know if that's me peeking i don't know if that's just the staying in the shot and like the way that it comes off of the D loop. Um, but it shoots it to the shoots right to the right. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't be a peaking if you normally would well, be collapsing, Yeah, collapse. but I don't think I can collapse with that. But I, but what I do find that I'm doing like a little bit is like, I, I hot, I, I turned it up a little bit or down, whatever. It's a little bit hotter. And I, I get into the shot and once I hear the click, 
I'm, I'm like, it's there. So I start to just like speed up my rotation. So, and, and I know that I'm doing that, but those shots, the up and down is fine. Like I can group them to the right within, you know, six inches or so at, even at 80, you know, but so I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident and that's what the bow tech with the red line sight. And I'm going to go, um, once I get, once you're done with that bear, I'm going to take that down and get, uh, one of those adjustable red dot sights. Did you see that TikTok I put or the, the video I put of Stella oh, yeah. shooting it? I mean, that that's to me, like that's a testament to like how well that thing shoots. And I, I think like, the important part about that, and it may be backwards and like a, we kind of discussed this, but I think that that's a perfect like way to like kind of showcase that is like that girl, like she wants to be out there doing whatever I'm doing, but if she doesn't hit the target or whatever, like she gets real discouraged just as any kid would, you know? Right. And it's like, okay, so, all right, pull back, anchor here. Look through this, level your bubble, line up those two things, you know, like trying to get a six-year-old to do that. But I'm like, and I even, I even messed with her with that site because I turned it off and I'm like, all right, draw back and tell me when you can see the dot when it's on there. Cause like, you know, I can't see what she's seeing. And she's like, I can't see it. I can't see it. I'm like, okay, good. Cause I turned it off. So I'm like, <laughs> and then like, so once she like could actually see it, she was like, she was like putting them in there and then I'm like, all right, so just aim here, do this. And I mean, those three arrows were like, right. So in the TikTok, I couldn't, we couldn't, I couldn't see where the arrows hit. Yeah. So, so she had two arrows, like maybe like an inch apart, right in the heart. And then the third arrow, the one she shoots goes right in between them. Really? Like she had one stuck in the neck, um, you know, but the, we, you know, but the, there was three, like right in a row, like, tunk, 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 like right there. And, you know, for, for a kid that, like I said, she has a hard time hitting the deer at seven yards or wherever she was shooting from. Right. It, just to be able to pull it up, put it on there. And I think that that's why Frank likes it so much, you know, <laughs> like, because it kind of takes the, the right. but it is just like that easy, like target acquisition. So I'm curious to get it and to shoot it out. Like, what does it do at 50? You know, where we think about, everybody wants to talk about, especially going into attack, like the third axis stuff, the, all of these types of things to be able to like. What's funny is, so the last video we did or video, the last podcast, I think it was, we talked about third axis, mm -hmm. second and third axis. And then I come across something and Dudley, it just like right after that Dudley posted. So I don't know if. It was definitely before we recorded. I don't know when you released it, but Dudley did a whole thing on second, third axis and the importance of it. It was like the same, you know, shit that we talked about. So yeah. if you guys want to like double check and see the pro, then just go to Dudley's, you know, YouTube or Instagram or whatever. So getting into like that side of it and at the total archery challenge, I was just talking to, um, uh, Weston is the marketing director for Redline and for Trophy Line. So they're going to have like a whole bunch of new stuff there. Uh, but he was pretty pumped that you got that bow because he's like, we've got the whatever lock site. Oh, and fine. it'll be ready. So you, you'll get to check one out Sweet. there. Like, what what is that called? Like, well, the, 
Because Matthews now has a, a dovetail built right into the riser. Right. Just slide it in there. But it has to be for that specific, right? It's not just any dovetail. Well, it's uh, the Excel. And it takes um, HHA. There's a couple that does it, like the dovetail. So, you've got both of those. Yeah. So, did you just slide yours in there or what? Yeah. I just took my my carbon rod, the my Excel carbon, and slid it right in. Okay. And so, I'm going to end up, like right now, I haven't cut my carbon bar off. Like, I just don't want to do it. But I do not, like, I don't use mine extended at all. Like, I use the last detent. I keep my sight as close to the riser as possible. You know, a lot of guys like to extend it way out, but to me, that's like any little torque. Well, now you're off even more. So I heard Dudley was actually in front of us, like he, the guys in front of us at the Total Archer Challenge, like because he was on that one target. I'm sure he is this year too. Like the hundred and five yard, but he was explaining like how to get a little bit more distance for one of the guys by moving that. So is it if you move it out or if you move it in? What was it? I think as you, you move it out, no, I'm, I'm, I can't say. Like, but there's one, one, one or, way the other. or the other. So what it does is it shortens, it, it, it tightens up your tape. So as you get closer, so as you go out, it would have to be as you go out. As you go out, because a little movement would make a little it. bit of movement would bring it up higher. So you'd be able. But the problem with that is, is as you get out farther. Any little movement or torque, now that's magnifying your your miss. Mm-hmm. Unless, so there's a whole thing with torque tuning. Like, as you move your your sight out, you basically have to move your rest back. To so, offset the... Then that helps offset the two. And so that's what, you know, when they get into torque tuning... And then, and then when a, you have a five-inch brace height bow, yeah, it stays on the string. <laughs> yeah, so you're... You're getting into a whole bunch of bullshit. I mean, Anyways, you said you're not going to cut that off. Or so, you, you need to cut it off. So, uh, yeah, I would like to cut it off because it sticks right out. Like, it's almost touching my cables right now. So, we didn't even – so, I have the new Matthews V3X 33. 75-pound mods. Right now, they're 85% let off. I was hoping to have the 80% let off just because I like a little more holding weight, especially with the heavier bow. Um, beggars can't be choosers, but they said when they get them in. <laughs> right. No, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll shoot the shit out of it. Uh, I love it. Like it's in that granite color or whatever, that new color. Stone. That, stone. I think, it's called. I think it was, stone was the old color. I think the new one is granite. Yeah, I, I said I, that one. I, I said, this is what John wants. <laughs> oh, we got one. Okay. I'll be there. Yeah. So, and it's, so normally I shoot like a 31 straw and, Matthews runs like a half long. So 30 and a half mods, 75 pounds. But what's sweet though is what I love about the Matthews system is, I, you know me, I'm always switching. Like I have 80 pound limbs for my Hoy, 80 pound limbs for my PSE, 60 pound limbs, you know, 70, all this shit. Well, that's a, that's a lot of work, you know. Especially swapping out limbs for that PSE, I mean, because you got shims and all that, the old school shims. And the Matthews is just a mod. Pop the mod off, throw on, you know, so, okay, I'm going to turkey hunt with it next year. I'm going to get some 60-pound mods. You know, freaking bam. 
then, you know, and then if you're shooting like the HHA site, now. Just take a different wheel. You take the wheel off, throw that on. And, you know, if you're using the same, you know, shafts, you're not, you know, the same diameter shafts, you're not messing with. For the most part, it's pretty close anyway, but pretty much all I shoot are Eastern Axis 5 millimeter anyway. They might be a 260 shaft or a 300, but that's all in the tape then. You know, nothing else changes. So, where with, like, the newer Excels, like the, um, I can't think of the, the one that's hard to get right now. I'm drawing a blank, but. The Sherlock? No, it's, it's a, it's the Excel. Um, damn it. But that one has metal tapes. It comes with, it comes with plat, with the sticky tape, but it also has metal tape. So. Those you just take two little screws off, and you get a set of of numbered tapes, but they're they're metal plates, and so then you just pop those off, and so you just you know you'd have to make a note like okay, and same thing with your wheels like we what's just set up you just set them all together like just rubber band it to those arrows and be like <laughs> yeah. fucking you know, but I mean I, I guess. You have limited experience, right? Um, but where does this rate, like, with your, um, like, your Hoyt? Because I, I think that's, like, of the all-time favorite bows. I mean, that's the only one. In the time that we've been doing this podcast, you've had 19 bows, and the Hoyt still stays. Um, well, it's way smoother than the Hoyt. And... Uh, it shoots, yeah. I mean, the old RX one for me. I mean, that thing still is just like, like I could just take that thing out and just hammer with it. I don't know what it is. It's just like that thing holds just so steady for me. But the one thing is, is the grip on my Hoyt. I that's the one, I need to order some side plates. I really, I don't really like. I mean, I the grip on the new Hoyt. It's it's narrow. But it's it's rubber, so I, I don't get any slip on it. But it's narrower than what I like. The new Hoyt. I mean, the new new Matthews. Yeah. Um, so like in my Hoyt, I got rid of the the grip, and then I put the I got the knock on um, Rattler grips. Yeah, Rattler grips. And so I just I haven't I need to order some side plates for it because I like that feel, especially with the contour of my thumb, and then. That just makes it more consistent for me. When it's just that little narrow grip, and if I put my hand on, it, and then there's nothing there for you know to for me to like get familiar with. Then it's just then I'm always thinking about art. Right, well, I'm always thinking about my grip anyway. But with with the Hoyt and those side plates, it's like it just lays in there. Like I know if I'm not in the same position where. There's, it's not there on that Matthews. It wasn't there on the Bowtech either. The Bowtech, you know, that was, I mean, that was a super smooth shooting bow. But, I mean, this Matthews with the the riser, like, it's hanging next to, it's 33 inches axle to axle, but the riser's, like, longer than the whole other bows. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, look at the size of that thing. But, I, I, I mean... So far, I'm really liking it. It's super smooth, even with the 75 pounds. I mean, it's not it's not like super fast. But 
One of the things also, like, you know, John, he's mentioned it a few times here, like getting ready for tech, getting ready for tech. Like, what did I text you the other day? Am I still going? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care what's going on. That's the one thing I will not, like, I won't turkey hunt. I won't, I won't go walleye fishing, whatever. So I can get all my shit done. But, and I told my wife, she's like, well, do you think you should probably just, you know, there's, we got to be out of the house on the 22nd. You're going to be gone for like four days in the middle of that. Do you think you should just like, you know, maybe just cut it short? I'm like, nope, I don't give a shit what's going on. I'm going to be building a house for the next freaking year. I probably won't hunt. I didn't even, I didn't even put in for elk this year, but I wasn't planning on putting in for it. But I was, we were planning on possibly going out and doing over the counter in Colorado. That's totally out of the question now, you know. So I just uh, put in for a bear tag today. When is that? When's that? At? September seventh, October twenty first. No, oh, but when's the cut? I think June first. Oh, yep. So uh, yeah, if you're hearing this and you're in Michigan, and even if you just want a, po- a point for bear, um, yeah, I think you got till June first to do it. I just didn't want to forget, but I I looked, and I had five points in like our deal is uh five to six and then i just met like so uh did you put in with a group no is there a group thing yeah Shit. is it too late no you already put in no because i got the group number oh but it depending on how many points you got like i don't have any points you, so you'd just bring me down to oh. zero oh. so we wouldn't get it so but but honestly you could put in for third season for up there and i think it's like zero to one point so if we didn't get one, and it goes right into bow season, so I mean, you can hunt bear baits and shoot deer, also, because um, they don't hunt bear in the morning; they only hunt them at night. Hmm. Um, but anyways, like on my camera, I just probably because you walk into the bait and they're laying on it in the morning, <laughs> like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here!" But one of the one of the dudes up in the UP, real near our place, like posted pictures of this bear in the field and I, I have one camera up there yeah we've got three cameras up there and on any of the three there could be bear on it but the one for sure there's bear like that's in between where we used to bit bait bear just for just to watch them um and then to where we put a <laughs> we put a freaking camera on this exit trail on this buck bed and like my dad hung it and like literally like 15 minutes later, there was a big old bear, like right there, like looking at the camera, sniffing it and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. They like cameras. And, they'll rip them off the tree and screw them. But the day that I posted that and I said, I'm just waiting, Jerry, I'm just waiting for one of them to show up and freaking that big one I sent you. Yeah. And it's like the blackest bear he's I've a, ever seen. It's a big Dan, bear. It's a duke. And like last year we had, my dad put a camera, like, I think it. He was trying to get bear on there, but it was like, uh, so if you were to walk out of our cabin, so they put a porch on there. So there's a, the cabin porch and probably 15 yards in front of there is like the burn barrel for the trash and all like whatever. And he put it on that and left it there. And I don't know why. So like we pulled that card and there's like people going up there and camping like some of the families up there camping they pull into motorhome there's there's deer like what's funny in you know with the food plot stuff like like why would you mow down this food plot that you have like if you mow the grass up there like the deer are there the next day like eating the new growth they get the new tender growth yeah so 
so that is a hundred percent like a real thing. But there, the, here's the burn burn pit. You can see like 150 rotations of my dad going around on lawnmower. And then like July 6th, there's a sow and three cubs just walking right through the front yard of the, <laughs> the cabin. I'm like, holy shit, you know? But yeah, so we got this bear on camera just strolling through, you know, obviously not this time of year, no bait or anything. And uh, I looked at my points and I was like, well, I got enough points to draw. Like we got a bear on camera, we might as well. And I was telling my dad today, like, you know, for all the years, like they shot one up there um, years and years and years ago. And my uncle had had uh, hip surgery and he was like in a wheelchair and a walker, but this bear was tearing the side off of our shed up there. And so he shot it and they called the DNR, but they didn't go, he didn't like go get it until, cause he was up there by himself, like wheelchair walker, like right. whatever. And um, they got the teeth from it and the claws and stuff, but it was, you know, wasted. But the, the bears up there used to come like our, the feeder that we had, like they moved out. I don't know what the deal is, but it was this big spun aluminum, like pool filter. And it has to be cemented into the ground because bears would just knock it over and rip the top off. And they use our, our, uh, we got like a eight by 10 shed up there. And now it's got all steel sided because they used to just rip like the side off of it. Back when you could bait, there was, uh, there was, um, corn and apples in there. And the bear would just peel up the side of it and just sit there and eat, eat. Our, our cabin's got claw marks on the sides of it for the bear just <laughs> scratching and, you know, showing off their, you know, dominance, territory, whatever. But, so, we, but we've never killed one up there, like, in season, like, you right. know, like to put on the buck pole. Right. Like, you know, so we were just Other talking about, how, yeah, just how cool it would be. So are you going to, is there going to be someone up there to, like, keep a bait going? Well, that's what I said. I, uh, Frank doesn't got enough points because he missed a couple times i think my dad's got five points and uh so i told him i said well yeah you need to put in for the party if you got five points because you know i was really hoping because my dad's semi-retired frank's retired i'm like i was hoping you you or frank would do it so you could go run baits for me <laughs> but my cousins so they're like up in like i feel like it's iron michigan like not iron mountain it's like up in the middle and uh, of the of the up and they said like they did it one year themselves on their property up there. And well, my cousin Ben that we did the podcast with yeah. at the Michigan whitetail pursuit there. And, uh, he said, he said it was almost, he said the second time they did it, they just went through an outfitter so that they didn't have to spend all the gas and all the time. And yeah, especially, right now, fuel price. Right. Holy shit. Might but, as well hire someone, but we can, we can figure it out because somebody has to go up there. Like there's a rotation, like where they go up there every month. And so, September 7th is the opener, which is weird. I have to double check that, but I I swear it says September 7th, which is like a Thursday. Um, and I think, I don't know if it's like a month or like two weeks ahead of time where you can start going in there and bait. And so. So are you going to shoot with a bow? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why, why would you shoot one with a gun? Like, I, it doesn't, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it wouldn't like do anything for me. And like, I've never seen a bear in the woods. My dad's been hunting up there in October and seen one. And I'll tell you what, man, they shot like a three or 400 pound black bear. The neighbors did the one year that we were up there and, uh, 
you want to talk about like unnerving, like not the bear. Like I didn't give, you know, whatever. I know that they're up there. Like I know that they don't like, you know, human interaction is not like what they're seeking. Um, but like where my dad hunts, like way down in the swamp is like kind of on the, our neighbor's property and him and the neighbor's old lady would always get into it about hunting right across from each other on this ridge or whatever. Um, and I was down near there and, uh, it's getting like prime time, like opening day, opening weekend of bow season, you know? So, you know, it stays darker later and everything. And I'm, I'm in there. It's, I mean, it's prime time, just getting dusk. It stays lighter later. Yeah. Whatever. And, uh, a f- fucking like 300 wind mag goes off like less than a hundred yards away from me. It seemed like, you know, cause they were just right on the neighbor's property. Well, they were bear hunting. I didn't realize right. like a, that the season went in there. I didn't know anybody else was down in there, you know, I know I was like, Jesus Christ. And, and it turned out that they, they'd killed the bear, but you know, so it goes all the way into like, it goes September 7th, I think, to October 21st. So, um, plenty, plenty of season. I mean, even if, because I was planning on going up there for the opener. I think I talked to you about that. Mm-hmm. Like, going up there, I think it opens on a Saturday this year. So, you know, leave Friday night, you know, Thursday night, whatever, Friday afternoon. Get up there, hunt, you know, maybe three days and come back home. And we got... A bunch of, I mean, I mean, we're surrounded by food plot seed here. To, I'm gonna go up there this summer, like early August, get that going. But maybe I can now coordinate that with doing some of the bear stuff, so that we end up all being right at the same time. But I just don't know. Like, we need to figure out some bear hunting guests because. Like, I know I want to talk to Dan Infold about well, bear. So, yeah. But I don't know, we like. We kind of talked to him about it before. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, like, how. Like, we, there's 240 acres there. There's a bunch of state land behind us. And there's, I think there's an outfitter that runs baits, like, right up to our property on the one, like, northwest corner. But I just don't know how many bear like a property would hold like if i bait once you know all these different areas is it going to be just yourself the same bear or you know and and to have you know so let's say that my dad does draw and you know so we're gonna have three hunters on the same property like how there's plenty of distance between us where like scent and all that stuff isn't going to play a factor but is there enough bears but is there enough bears are we drawing them from the same but pool. it might also be where, okay, well, he's showing up at this one and this one. It might just be like, okay. Luck well, of the draw. Luck of the draw. Two guys out in the field have a better chance of killing that bear. Well, and it's cool that we've got the. And that was, a, I mean, that that was a big ass bear on here. That pit. I was like, holy shit. Look at the size of that. Well, I, when I flipped it up on my phone, you know, it was just like, it was so starkly contrasted like all black like there's no brown there's no anything it's just it's just like jet black um but but like i say like having the ability to have the cell cams now that actually work up there and like yeah i mean 
it'll be super cool. Yeah, the, the funny part about it is, and, and like, this is the uh, for like a cell phone detractor, right? The the funniest part about the whole thing is, is that I'm here at home and I get pictures like every day, right on time, like when they're going off, all the stuff. When I'm up there, there's no cell phone service for my phone. <laughs> I mean, it's sending the pictures, but I, and, and our cabin's got a, a steel roof and all this right. stuff. So like, we're not, it's not like, you know, it's just like pinging while we're up. They're like, oh, we got to get to the stand. Like, it's like, it's like, I can't <laughs> even, have no idea. <laughs> I can't even call home, you know? Right. Like, let a, and that's why my, that's why my dad and, and my uncles and stuff, they're like, I can't believe that those cell cams work so well up there. Right. And I, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I don't have any idea, but it just, it really does. So pretty excited about that. But are those AT&T or Verizon? Verizon. Right. Yeah. And I have a, I have an AT&T cell phone. So, I mean. So I have Verizon cell phone. When I was up at my buddy Larry's property, um, and that's on the Garden Peninsula, there's no, like, even that cell cam, it, it didn't come in there. And I was hoping it would, but. It and didn't. did you set it up there and then go home? You forgot to turn it on. No, well, I was there when, when that happened. That was like the first time using it. I was like, yeah, I forgot to turn the damn thing on. And that was when the deer walked right by it. I did get a picture of the neighbor guy walking up. And he walked right up and he seen it and he waved at it. And I got him on film doing that. <laughs> then he's like, then he seen me. He's like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, yeah, I just seen what you did, dick. So, um, kind of like back to the Total Archery Challenge Um deal so i'm not shooting on saturday i'm just gonna sit and cook and so saturday we're doing our cookout it's gonna be like actually like here's the time like just stop by probably like i don't know what do you say six o'clock yeah we'll have we'll have food ready at six o'clock and once we get up there, like Alex uh, from Latitude was asking me if, like, you did a drive-by up there. And I'm like, John's fucking is uh, – because we talked about, like, maybe having to do, like, a recon oh, run up there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, his life's fucked right now. So, that's not um, – <laughs> it's not uh, – didn't happen. I haven't happen. even been to my property up north or anything. I mean, like, my, but, my camera keeps saying low battery, low battery. I'm like, well, it's – I got some turkeys, some deer, and then the neighbors driving their golf cart around. Dude, I'm telling you, those, uh, the cell cam, uh, the solar panel ones, I put those out in Thanksgiving. And they're like, the one is still 90% battery. Really? The one goes between 60 and 70%. Like, and they're, I mean, in the middle of the swamp, we just talked about how there's no service. <laughs> and so they're working hard. I mean, to, to do what they're doing. It'll probably, it'll probably go down now that the leaves are on the trees. Though. It, hey, I'm just saying, like, I really can't complain. No, no. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I put, well, I put new, I mean, even I put those batteries in last fall when I was up there. I finally switched them out last fall when we were up there camping. And so they went all winter and they're still, I get the low battery, but they're still like 20% or something. They're just like warning me, hey, your battery's getting low. The one that was up in uh, Hesperia, I got June to January. So, I yeah. mean, like, um, but anyway, back to the Total Archer Challenge. So, we're shooting, we're, we're going to be up there Thursday night, 
to Sunday. Um, so TJ, uh, TJ Merritt is the butcher guy. He's got elk ribs for us and he said they're all cut up. So I think we're going to basically just do those like we did our venison venison ribs. So we'll just have to bring that roaster. We'll throw them in there. Then we'll finish them on the grills. Going to do some that nacho cheese dip and some pulled pork. Well, now that Frank's got like eight thousand walls, we'll do some. I'll do. I'll bring up. Well, we're going to bring the blackstone or some mm-hmm. something. So we can do some uh, black and walleye again. And so that'll be Saturday, and then Friday, um, we're going to shoot. And then I think that that would be a good day because, like, some of the Patreons wanted to get together and, like, try and, like, shoot a second course or try and get together. So, I was like, Friday night, I think, will be yeah. the best day to try to shoot, too. Because Sunday, everybody's going to want to try to be going home or, like, whatever. Thankfully, we've got the condo through Sunday, so we don't got to pack up before we shoot. I'm not. I'm going to shoot, too. I'm not coming back. I'm going to shoot, too. Screw it. No. <laughs> I mean, it. it so that's the beauty of it for us. Like it used to be a three hour drive home, three and a half hour drive home. Now it's like an hour. Well, hour and a half, but it's not, but not three. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't have any problem. I mean, I may even just stay up there till Monday and just get up Monday and drive home and go to work. Like it's just that, that right. close, you know, versus trying to, like like last year was the first year that we didn't have the condo through Sunday or, you know, it have to be out on Monday. And it was just, it was just dumb. Like it just changed the whole dynamic of like the fun of the weekend. Right. Cause it was like, yeah, well, we got to get everything packed up and then we get done and you can't go back and like take a shower or do anything. It's like, yeah, that sucked. Yep. I mean, so, the first year was like that. Yeah, well, I was only there for the – it was a debacle of a day, <laughs> and then I just left. I didn't eat anything. Like, the whole day I ate, like, one granola bar, <laughs> and then, like, a piece – like, at, when we got back, I ate a piece of the breakfast casserole. I'm like, I got to go. Because <laughs> like, right. it was – it. I expected it to be, like, four or five hours, and it was, like, eight hours of just blistering sun. Um, but, yeah, so, um, like I say – Friday, I think we're going to try to coordinate. So if you guys are patrons, you're listening, like we'll try and figure out like Friday what's going on. Um, did, did, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, Greg's been shooting. He said it was the first time he's shot like out at distance for like quite some time. He's just been shooting in this basement. No, I, I haven't talked to him since the string. Yeah. So. Hopefully that string, maybe you just ordered a new one. But. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so Greg's, uh, Greg Litzinger's uh, shooting with us. Um, uh, Aaron Blisey from the fall podcast is coming up on Saturday. Um, and he may end up sleeping on our floor or staying with the Latitude guys, but he's going to be uh, hanging out. So um, that'll be cool. It's going to be. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend. Um, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're going to make it, John. Uh, I'm not going to miss it. Like, m- shit might be falling apart when I get home, but I'll deal with it then. 
Yep. So we got to make a plan, but I think that that's, I mean, that that's always a pretty solid um, menu. Like you can't go wrong there. We're shooting knock on Friday, first day. I think it's knock on prime Sitka. So, and then we can add in, like I say, like Friday, you can shoot the locals course quickly. You know? Yeah. Um, knock on's probably going to be a, man, that, that, that course kicked our ass last year. Yeah. That sucked. I mean, Frank just flat out quit. <laughs> he just <laughs> said, I'll see you at the, I see the car cop. trail. Yeah. I'm taking that. Yeah. I'll see you at the beers boys. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, um, definitely, you know, be following along for updates. We are kind of like our condo at Boyne is perfect, but the one that we've got for this, I think is going to be as close. We're, we're going to be close. We're as close as you can get pretty much. I mean, without being like in the, like the lodge. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if we're on the fourth floor of the lodge, we could do nothing. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't want to be in the lodge. No. <clears throat> So we'll have to see like how this shapes out, but um, uh, I think latitude's going to be there. Um, kind of coordinating with Alex and and those guys and trying to make a, a kind of a an event uh, inside of the event and like so for anybody that's not done it before, like every every night they have like some sort of like after party. Like they have black rifle after party and sometimes they'll have music and stuff like that. But I don't really, I mean, we've went up there, but it's just like, Oh, just, you can buy our beer and you can, they have some food and stuff like that. And it's cool. But like for us is like, we always, uh, I don't know, John, maybe you can dispute this um, from, from your perspective, but I just feel like we always create our own party like no, wherever no, we go sure. so it's like it's like we could go up there and we'll talk to the same people and have to like talk over the music or like whatever or we can go back and talk to the same people and drink drink our, our own beer, beer and, and eat the food and, that we got and everybody else can drink our beer too for <laughs> yeah, free yeah yeah that but you can't say that you can't be like <laughs> we are providing beer no no it is cooler <laughs> sir like Shit, I had a 30-pack in here. I got two left. Uh, we have, we should, by after Friday night, Thursday night, hopefully, we'll have the sprinkler schedule on lock. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll know, like, what's going on. Frank gets sprayed in the face again. Oh, man. I was just telling that story to Jet, and he was dying laughing. Like <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't realize he was sitting there. <laughs> After he was already pissed off because it was like the whole thing, like, no, the grill's on. No, it's off. What the hell? It was like, you know, Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. Like, no, I went to bed and turned the light off and it turned the fucking grill off. <laughs> He's like, no, well, it's back on. All right. Click. No, it's off again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll have everything dialed in, but it's going to be a little bit more coordinated this year as far as like. We'll, have, we'll be back at a certain time. At least somebody will be there, like with the food and getting all that stuff straightened away. So, um, I don't know what else. You got anything else? 
No, just I'm I'm just looking forward to getting away and doing some shooting. Well, I feel like for you, like at this point, like I don't know, I feel like for me, like now I'm getting like locked into summer mode, like so I'm like, okay, I can go scout i can do this like i've been coaching soccer like that's coming to an end so i'll have some evenings that are free and uh like every weekend we go up to the property or we go do something you know and so looking forward but like now you're like i got my this is my light at the end of the tunnel like worlds in chaos but i just gotta make it to june 8th or 9th or 10th or whatever is that like when i get back from that i mean the shit's really gonna get i mean it's gonna be so busy i mean i've done this in the past and it was like man i can't believe i'm doing it again but just like on a whim like that yeah i'm that and i'm almost 50 years old it's like shit i hope i can get through this one (laughs) (laughs) But so if if you guys are going to um, uh, Total Archery Challenge Michigan, definitely look for us. Like like just like last year, uh, years previous. Like I've got some Bowhunter Chronicles flags. We'll have them up. Um, we'll probably have the Muskegon Bowman's banner again, and uh, we'll we'll see what where we can park all of our stuff. We bring a big old trailer with tables and smokers and i think i still have the big budweiser banner we'll throw that sucker up there too (laughs) i have i think underneath there somewhere i have one of those big or had one of those big uh orange ones that says budweiser hunters welcome (laughs) yeah um but yeah definitely um you know reach out out to us on social media or follow along and uh, we'll be given more details as we find out, like, exactly where we're located. Uh, so we can just orient you um, that way. But like I said, uh, Greg Litzinger, he's staying with us. He'll be hanging out. Like, I've already told him, like, guys want to hear his. Uh, so he's in Ranella's book, like that Close Calls book or whatever, mm-hmm. like the audio book. And, like, people want to hear his story without buying the book and i'm like well we can probably get the whole <laughs> right. do our own campfire story um type deal and uh, greg's like with a few more curse words or a few less curse words <laughs> I'm like hey man whatever um but I'm, I'm looking forward to it it's gonna be fun we got a couple guys like new guys staying with us like that uh haven't shot the like so chris hasn't ever shot like the total archery challenge. And I, I think he's, he got a sight tape set up, but he was like nervous. Like he was like, I can't believe like, I'm not ready. <laughs> like, it's like, nobody's ever ready. So the one thing I'm like this year, I got the ultra view scope and I got the hunter series. So it's got two pins. So like right now I have it dialed. Like I can easily clear 111. That wasn't even with the the drop pin. So, like, man, I'll be flinging them out to 150 again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm the, the... Not that I'll hit anything. The but. biggest tape on that red line, only like the... Like, it's tape number 40. It, it lines up. That That's the one that... But it's the last one. And those arrows are relatively light compared to like what I've been shooting. I think they're reasonable. I think they're like 
460 or something. Um, but that only goes to a hundred and I can go past it just a little bit and clear. But like I said, I was trying to figure out like shooting, like what I could do. So does that, is that one the multi pin? Yeah. And is your bottom pin the rover? Yeah. Okay. And I've got more room on the housing to drop down the pins. So that's what you might have to do if you want to get yeah, a little more distance. That's what I did with my Excel for five pin as I use the bottom pin as the rope. So in that case, and we were just going through this on the Marco Polo group with the Patreons. And um, if you're a Patreon already and you're not in the Marco Polo group, let me know. There's a lot of people in there, um, but there's a lot of good information. We were talking about using that bottom pin as a rover. And so if I could drop that down just a little bit further, which I don't know, I might be right at the bottom, but then I would just be like, okay, instead of being 55, that'd be 57. So then I would just move my pointer down to 57 and pull that up. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to end up shuffling them all down. Well, I wouldn't know because I just, my other ones would still be. Where they were, it would just be where I started. It would be the same. Okay. If so you're going to do it that way, yes. But like, so I, I like to keep it at an even. So say I moved it down and I tried to get it to 60. So then that'd be my 60 pin and I'm still going to do 60, 50, 40, 30, 20. Well, it's only three pins. So. Oh, three. So. So I had 20, 30, and 55. Okay. Because that's at the, that was at the bottom. But. So you were saying like you would just rotate your wheel down, make it 60, and then adjust the other ones up. Yeah, then I'd re-zero all the rest. I don't care that those are arbitrary numbers. <laughs> like, but, um, but yeah, so I, I mean, like I say, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Total Archer Challenge. Uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, you know, I, I think I may end up this weekend taking my, my uh, nephew out. Uh, turkey hunting i gotta see when the seasons are but um does that so. site have um capability of having two pointers uh that i i think it does I, well because we have two sites is that what you're saying just take it up to, yeah because yeah, if it should be able to because you have they're normally adjustable like you can yeah you can and, adjust and it, that it, up and down. you put a like there's a screw in there or something but yeah right. so i think you could put another one so what you could do there then is so you get that bottom one Zeroed in, say it's 57. Okay, so now you know that that pin's 57. Then you could take your other pointer and put it at 20 when you have it all set. And so your top pin is 20. So now you can use that top pin for short yardages. Mm -hmm. So now now you're not losing that adjustability for, you know, zeroing in at, say, 35 or, you know. 29. Yeah. You basically eliminate that middle pin at that point. And then have top, basically the way mine is. Yeah. Yep. You know. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the year. A lot of stuff coming up. It just, you know, if, if I draw for bear, that'll be awesome. Um, still got the camera running down in Ohio. Um, looking forward to getting back down there. Not looking forward to the ticks. Um, but, yeah, so... I hope to see you guys up at the Total Archery Challenge. Stop by, have a beer, get some food, um, and uh, 
we'll, we'll make sure that you don't be sprayed by the sprinklers. So <laughs> I think that's all we got for today. So hey, I'm actually total RJ Challenge shirt. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>